Our Father who art in heaven. Yes. Um, don't interrupt me. I'm praying. But you called me. Called you? No, I didn't. I didn't call you. I'm just trying to pray. <sighs> Our Father who art in heaven. There you did it again. Did what? You call me. You said, Our Father who art in heaven. Well, here I am. What's on your mind? I didn't mean anything by it. <sighs> Good grief. I don't know. I was just saying my prayers for the day. I always say the Lord's Prayer. It makes me feel good. Kind of like fulfilling a duty. Well, all right. Go on. Okay. Hallowed be thy name. Hold it right there. What do you mean by that? By what? By hallowed be thy name. Uh, it means... Um, ah, good grief. I don't know what it means. Uh, how in the world should I know? It's just part of the prayer. By the way, what does it mean? Well, it means honored. Holy. Wonderful. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I've never thought about what hallowed means before. Thanks. Whatever. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you really mean that? Well, sure. Why not? Well, what are you doing about it? Doing about it? Nothing, I guess. I mean, I just thought that's kind of neat if you can, you know, got control of everything down here like you got control of things up there. You know, we're kind of in a mess, you know. Yes, I know. But how have I got control of you? Well, I go to church. That isn't what I ask you. What about your bad temper? Oh, Lord. You've really got a problem there, you know. And then there's the way you spend your money. Oh, now. All on yourself. And what about the kind of books you read? Hey, now. Hold on a minute. Stop picking on me, God. I'm just as good as these people sitting in front of me. Excuse me, but I thought you were praying for my will to be done. If that is to happen, it will have to start with the ones who are praying for it, like you. For example, all right, I guess I do have a few, few hang-ups. Uh, now that you mention it, I could probably name some others. So could I. Well, I haven't thought about it, to be honest. I really would like to cut out some of those things, I guess. I'd like to, you know, uh, be really free. Good, now we're getting somewhere. We'll work together, you and me. I'm proud of you. Well, I, that's good, Lord, but if you could leave me alone, I'm really trying to finish up here. This is taking a lot longer than it usually does to pray this prayer. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. You need to cut out the bread. You're overweight as it is. Wait a minute. What is this? 
here I am doing my religious duty and all of a sudden you're breaking in and reminding me of all my hang-ups. Praying is a dangerous thing. You just might get what you asked for. <laughs> Remember, you called me and here I am. It's too late to stop now. Keep praying. Well, go on. I'm scared to go on. Scared of what? Because I know what you'll say. Try me. <sighs> Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. What about Anne? See, I knew it. I knew you'd bring her up. She's told lies about me. She's never paid me back the money she owes me. I'll get even with her yet. But your prayer. What about your prayer? I didn't mean the prayer. Well, at least you're honest. But it's quite a load carrying around all that bitterness and resentment, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I'll feel better as soon as I get even with her. Boy, have I got some plans for her. She'll wish that she'd never even been born. <laughs> no, you won't feel any better. You'll feel worse. Revenge isn't sweet. You know how unhappy you are? Well, I can change that. You can change that. And how can you do that? Forgive Anne. Then I'll forgive you. And the hate and the sin will be Anne's problems, not yours. You will have settled the problem as far as you're concerned. You're right. You always are. And the more than I want revenge, I want to be right with you. So, I'll forgive her. There now. Wonderful. How do you feel? Uh, not too bad. I guess I feel pretty good. You know, I don't think I'll go to bed as uptight tonight. I haven't been getting a lot of rest, you know. Yeah, I know. But you're not through with your prayer, are you? Go on. All right. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Good, good. I'll, I'll do that. But don't put yourself in a place where you can be tempted. What do you mean by that? You know what I mean. I know. Okay, now go ahead and finish your prayer. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Do you know what would bring me glory? Do you know what would make me really happy? Not really, but I'd like to know. I want to please you. I know I'll make a mess of things. I really do want to follow you. I could see how great that would be. So, tell me, how do I make you happy? You just did. You just did. All right. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> uh, today starts a very important season in the life of our church uh, where we remember the vows that those of us who have become members of the United Methodist Church made 
when we became members of the church. Maybe that's been so long ago that you've forgotten it. That's why we try to take time each year during this season to remember it. But recently we've had folks to join the church and not only did they have to uh, make these vows to God and to the church, but then after they made those vows to God and to the church, you and I remembered the vows that we made and we reaffirmed our commitment to those vows. And it occurred to me that as we are uh, coming into this season where we remember our vows, uh, they've probably never been more important than they are right now. In the midst of a pandemic where research suggests that 32% of people who call themselves Christian have completely broken away from the church during this pandemic, not necessarily because they had concrete plans to do that. It's just that kind of uh, that's the way things happen. They've stopped worshiping either in person or online in any way. They've stopped reading their Bible in a small group class. They've stopped financially supporting the church. They, they've stopped praying. These are people that have confessed that since the pandemic started, one-third of people who call themselves active Christians before COVID started are not doing any of the things that we say we will do when we join the church in our tradition. And so the title of the series over the next five weeks is Vow More Than Ever. Now more than ever. We need to be serious about the vow that we took when we became United Methodist. And that vow is, do you promise for as long as you are part of the United Methodist Church to support the church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. And so today, we're talking about prayer. The vow that we had to make prayer an important part of our day. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said to me, Tommy, I'm so sick of people telling me who I need to vote for. Does that sound familiar to you? Are you sick and tired of people trying to tell you who to vote for? Every time the election comes up, every time you log into social media of some kind, somebody is trying to tell you who you need to vote for and why you need to vote for them. It's getting ridiculous. Uh, when I log into Facebook, it reminds me when voting day is, and so it tells me that I need to go and vote. Well, I went and voted early this year. Um, I typically vote on election day, but I voted early this year in small part because I wanted Facebook to stop telling me that I needed to go vote. And then I put it on Facebook after I voted. I said, I voted today, so Facebook, you can stop reminding me every time I log on to Facebook that I need to go vote. Facebook still reminding me, even today. You know, I got to thinking about when my friend was talking about he's tired of people telling him how to vote. I wonder if God gets tired of us trying to tell God how to do God's job. You know, my prayers for a good part of my life have been this, been this litany of things that I want God to do. 
Good morning, God. Here are the things that I would like for you to do today. Here are the things, here are the concrete ways that I would like for you to answer all of my prayers. And then I proceed to tell God how to do God's job. I want this. I want that. I want you to change this person's heart. It's never my own. I want you to do all of these other things. And when you do those things, then I will acknowledge you as God and uh, we'll, we'll have a great relationship. I wonder, does God get mad at us or frustrated or angry at us when we try to tell God what to do in the same way that we get tired of people trying to tell us who to vote for? And that is what made me think about the Lord's Prayer. Um, As I'm getting older, I'm beginning to realize that there are so many things in life that I don't have any control over. I could tell God what to do all day long. And that doesn't mean that that's the way that God is going to do it. And when I tell God what to do and then when God doesn't do it, guess what happens? I get frustrated and upset And angry at God, presuming that I know far better than God what needs to happen in this particular situation. And if God, if you would just listen to me, this world would be a lot better place. Take my word for it. But what I realize is that I can't control God. I can't even control you. Heck, I can't even control me. There are so many things that I would like to do, so many things that I would like to be, that I end up messing up all by myself. I cannot control God. So what would happen if in my prayers I stopped trying to tell God what to do all the time? What would happen if prayer really uh, became more about my acknowledgement that, God, there is so much that is beyond my control. There is so much that I don't understand. There is so much that I don't comprehend. And so by coming to you in prayer, God, what if I said, not my will be done, but your will be done? It seems to me that that's the highest form of prayer. To be able to go to God and say, you know what, God? You already know what I want. There's no need for me to even go into that right now. You know that if Tommy had his way, this is exactly how Tommy would answer the prayer. So I'm not going to bore you, God, or try to tell you what to do or upset you. During this time of prayer, God, what I want more than what I want is what you want. What if I could just acknowledge that I am totally dependent upon you? 
what if I could truly pray your will be done? And if what happens is not your will, because sometimes people attempt to thwart the will of God. And if what happens is not your will, O God. Could you help me to see how even when people are opposed to your will, you could still work for good in that situation and in their and in that life. I think that's the beauty of the Lord's Prayer. Is that it is not a prayer that says this is what I want, this is what I need. It begins in firmly rooted in I want to do your will, O God. Now it's hard to pray that prayer. It's hard to want that. A lot of it is because of our past frustrations and our past experiences with God. Because we prayed for something and it didn't happen. We prayed for our loved one not to die and they died. We, we, we prayed for someone not to break our hearts and they broke our hearts. We, we prayed for this and we prayed for that and it didn't happen. And so we get angry at God and frustrated at God. And we question God's love for us and concern for us and care for us. And it's those kind of experiences that make it more difficult to pray thy will be done. And yet, the good news of the gospel is that God loves us with a perfect love. And that God's greatest desire is to be with us and to redeem us from the sin which seeks to separate us. God would do anything in the world for us to respond to God's love, even to the point of his own son being sent into the world to die for our sins. That is how much God loves us. And if we know that God loves us that much, it becomes a little easier to pray Thy will be done. Because God wants what's best for us. God wants the best for us. I want to encourage you to be faithful in praying for your church. To be faithful in praying for the world. To be faithful in praying for your witness and use this prayer as the model pray for God's will to be done because God loves you and God wants what's best for you and if we can get out of the way with our own will and get in line with God's I believe that good things will come. Because thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.